Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. You are here. We are here. I can see you. Hey. Rich and young. Awesome. So welcome. In case you are wondering and you're a bit confused about what's going on here? Can I have my podium down here? You might be thinking, what happened? Pastor Isaac, come and sit here. I need you near so you don't misbehave. <laughs> he has good things in the pipeline, so we are watching him like... So I have to keep him near. But that's good. That's good. Just yeah. So 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 that yeah. So other locations they have nine and eleven thirty, they are the same because they have smaller space and they have to squeeze people into one service and another. For us we have big space, so we, we just decided we do a hostile takeover of this service. For those of us who are the what? The young people. Yeah. Who are also the rich people. Am I, am I making sense? Uh, come on now. DJ together. Now, my name is Mose, or you can call me Apmo, or you can call me Apm, or I don't know. Just what suits you. And. Uh, <coughs> But unlike the rich young ruler who didn't come to Jesus, for me, I came to Jesus. So, it's what it is. And I'll be sharing uh, some things in this service sometimes, and then sometimes I will not, someone else will share. Because I believe that it's your turn now. All of you uh, who consider ourselves young, it is our turn now because... There is this mentality that you start doing great things after 40 years, which is wrong. Because in the Bible, we see young people doing mighty things. Do you know that uh, there was, what's, what's his name? The, one of the kings of Israel. He acceded to the throne when he was 16. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine a king of a nation, 16 years? And he did a, yeah, he did a good job. Some people who came when they were older, they did a bad job. But a 16-year-old did a good job. So, I believe that the anointing does not necessarily go with age. Yeah. Josiah, yeah? Uzziah. Josiah, Uzziah. Josiah, Uzziah. They were all 16, eh? Josiah was 16, Uzziah was 16. Yeah, and yet in today's world, when you're 16, they are just telling you, go and bathe. No, 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 no. <laughs> we should be what? Reigning as kings and priests. Amen. So that's what we are trying to do here. We are trying to make sure that all the people who are between 13 and 25. Yeah, 13 to? 
like for me, I'm obviously not 13. But 25, I can fit. Yeah. With shipping and handling. <laughs> right? So that's, that's this particular youth experience garage. So next Sunday is Easter. You're going to invite all your friends. Tell them it's cool, it's cool, it's burning hot. The other thing is uh, we, we are registering people to join uh, the worship team, the dance team, and the guest experience team. Uh, Pastor Kwek and Ruth, you need to show me who do people register with for the worship team. I mean, such more they shouldn't disturb him. By that time, he will be talking to his wife. Pastor Ernest Rush, come. Worship team, you register with. And dance team. With TJ. All right. So this is the rush, the situation. Come on now. And this is TJ. And that's Ivan. So, security, this is worship team with uh, Pastor Ear, uh, dance team, TJ. Don't look at him and think he can't dance. Yes. Yeah. Show us something. Show us something. And then, guest experience team, Ivan. Amanya, right? What does, what does he need to sample? The guest experiencing. Anyway, so those are the people. Please make sure register. Uh, we will soon have this whole place full of people dancing, what, what, and all of that good stuff. So thank you so much, guys. Now, my beautiful wife is here. Hey! Yeah, yeah, yes. So when you also marry, you'll also be showing off. Yeah, yeah. And she's got style. <laughs> awesome. I want to share something with you. I wonder what's going on here with my things. You want a sidebar what? <laughs> now, today I'm going to teach us something to do with the direction that your life can take. Yeah? The direction that your life can take. And here is, it's as simple as this. Your life will take the direction of what you are taught. Yeah. Is there any medical doctor here? Do we have a doctor? In, yeah, oh, yeah. Ruth. Some of you keep saying, I don't know, she went to medical school. The only reason she's a doctor is because she was taught medicine. Yeah. Who, who was taught history, but you ended up being a doctor? Anyone? <laughs> they didn't come, yeah? Yeah, they are, those are the doctors we hear. 
uh, 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 from Pemba and uh, Zanzibar. They shake things. Those are not the ones I'm talking about. So your life will take the direction of what you are taught. So if you are taught that you are not important and you believe it, oh, by the way, if you have a phone, don't use it at this time. We already finished the phone part, selfie what? Because your life will take the direction of what you're taught. So if you're taught that you're not important repeatedly and you believe it, what's going to happen to your life? You will turn out an average, unimportant, unrecognized, unrecognizable person. Now, if you're taught that you are important, that you are worth it, that you are worth the effort, that there is greatness in you. Initially, you may not believe it because of all the things you've been through in life. But after some time, you'll start to believe it. Yeah. You, your role is to just be available. Can I tell you something? You cannot change your life. I've seen that by experience. You can't change your life. Even if you want, you can't change your life. It is God who changes your life using the words that you believe. Yeah. If, for example, you're a young lady, girl, and someone says a careless comment that causes you to doubt whether you're beautiful, you can struggle. You know, beauty, by the way, is not a function of what you look like because from the last time I checked, every person except Florence and Martha looks different from the other. Yeah. Every person is different, right? Yeah, so what exactly is beauty? It's not there. It's just an opinion. And when your opinion of yourself is that you are beautiful, that's it. That's it, was it. Other people can keep their own opinions. And yet you can struggle and struggle and keep looking in the mirror and struggling. Why? Because you have considered someone else's what? Opinion. And yet I'm here to teach you and tell you it is not about what you see. It is about what you believe based on what you have been taught. Am I making sense? When I went to school, I studied architecture at designing buildings. So I became an architect. Why did, how did I become an architect? By being taught for five years at university how to design buildings. I didn't turn out a doctor. Because you don't turn out the thing you have not been taught. You only become the thing that you are taught. That's why Jesus in Mark chapter 4 said, the sower sows the word. Words, Mark 4, 14. The sower sows the word. But in the story, what was he talking about, the sower? Someone who was teaching people things like I'm teaching you right now. Do you understand? It's very interesting to teach about teaching 
Because sometimes it looks like you're going somewhere else with the point when you're already making the point. Give me Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. Second Chronicles 15, 3 and 4. Are you following? Hmm? You think we can read it together? You know, YXP is a very interesting service. It's the only service where you almost have more people upstairs than downstairs. But that's how we are. We cool like that. Let's read. Uh-huh. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. Now take me back to verse 4. He says, Israel has been without the true God. And then he says what? Without a teaching priest. That's how they ended up without God. And without law. And then they sought him and he was found. How did they seek him? They got a teaching priest. Am I making sense? What you are taught determines your destiny. That's why we have this service. Some people are taught great things late in life. And you find that there's a major advantage in learning certain things when you're still young. Yeah. There are things which if you learn when you're young and you avoid certain mistakes, you will always have a big advantage over those who learn them later. Make sense? Yeah. So he says these guys, they were without God. Why were they without God? Because they were without. Now, remember, God is everywhere. So ideally, God was there where they were, but they did not know him. Why? Because he was to be revealed by a teaching priest. So without a teaching priest, you can be godless. When you could be a, a, a woman of God. When you could be a man of God. Who is healing the sick. Raising the dead. Giving people hope. Transforming nations. You can end up just. Drinking and falling by the roadside. Why? Because you were not taught. Are you with me? So do you, do you now appreciate the purpose and value of being taught? Yeah. Because teaching is not exciting. You'd rather it was something else. That's why, yeah, they talk about the teaching priest, not the sacrificing priest. One of cutting animals. Whatever. One who just sits there and talks. And it's saying without a person like that in your life, you can end up without God. Ah, but you are not that unwise. And are you? You are wise. You embrace teaching. Jesus taught his disciples and told them, go and make disciples of other nations. Another version says, go and teach all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, that's what we are all... Because 
Are we all disciples of Jesus? Yes. If you are not a believer, you're going to become. And then you walk the journey with Jesus. Now, that means that, that the need is so big, Jesus decided to recruit everyone to be a teacher. Right? Yeah, the need is huge. It's like, I have lots of people who need teaching priests. So, all of you, once you're born again, you are recruited. Go and teach all the nations. Yeah. That's what changes lives. Teaching priests. What you're taught. I have I had a close family friend who for whatever reason did not get an opportunity for a teaching priest. Maybe they had a teaching priest but they did not listen. So one day he was going home after drinking at night and was waylaid by people and they killed him. Very close person to me. Just their lives ended just like that. In cold blood. There has never been an investigation. There was nowhere to start. No one knows. But the person died. What would have happened if that person had listened to a teaching priest? To someone who says, don't go. Stay here. Come home early. You know, it can seem like someone is trying to control you, right? You know, freedom is overrated. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> what they think they call freedom, you eventually find it's not there. Yeah. The, the, the real freedom is in boundaries. Boundaries create freedom. Absence of boundaries destroys freedom. So, for example, did you know that your bedroom, I'm assuming you live in a room, right? And it has walls and a door. That's, those are boundaries. It is those boundaries that give you the freedom to sleep soundly. Yeah. How many of you think you can sleep outside here in the compound at night without you will not sleep. So it's the boundaries. Right? Do you think, okay, this one, I know you might say, okay, me, I don't stay in, the, I, I stay in the sitting room, I sleep in the sitting room at night. But there's one where we are all supposed to be complying. Bathroom. Hmm? The freedom to bathe, use the toilet the way you want without worrying about what others might think. And showering and being free is only made possible by the boundaries of that bathroom or toilet. What would happen if you found and the door is broken? 
Would you express you postpone the showering? How if it's not showering? If it's uh, an urgent short call? Would you also postpone it? You would post watchmen, sentries. Say, you there, you there, watch. Make sure no one is coming. So it's as if the, the narrower the boundaries, the freer you can be. So it's not as bad as you think. When they are told, come back by this time. It's not as bad as you think. It is a boundary for your freedom. Because sometimes you think that when you grow up, you'll have no boundaries, do whatever you want. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. That's so bad. Do you know why people get married? Okay, there are many reasons, but when you are married, it means you have boundaries. You can only intimately relate with one person according to God's holy law. And that's what gives you the freedom with that person. Yeah. Now, when that system is not there, ah, there is no freedom. Yeah. Because you don't know. This other person that you just found in the bar, where did they come from? Who else have they been with? Their absence of boundaries makes them an unsafe person. A person without boundaries is an unsafe person. Am I making sense? Yeah, that's why for me, I've been married to this one person for almost 19 years. Hey, respect your elders. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Practicing what? Boundaries. So why did Israel become godless? They lacked a teaching priest. Even when God was there, they had the temple. They could go to the temple and seek God. They did not because they lacked a teaching priest. And I don't want you to lose or destroy your destiny as a young person because you lack a teaching priest. So I am here to be your teaching priest. Hmm? Plus all the others who come here and teach you because you go in the direction of what you are taught. And we want to teach you the word of God. Ah. Give me Proverbs 4.20. I know Paul and Angela are supposed to know this by by heart, but they, they, I'm sure they're among those who have sat near the roof. He says, my son, do what? Give attention to my what? This is a teacher teaching. It's a parent teaching. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my things. In other words, when I'm giving you my words, don't be distracted. Give attention. People who don't give attention don't learn. You see, in life, life is controlled by two things that I need you to know all of your life. Seed and harvest. 
Everything is controlled by seed and harvest. Everything in life. Everything. To get a certain harvest, you plant a certain seed. And the seed of attention is what gives you the harvest of learning. Yeah. Without the seed of attention, you can't have the harvest of learning. Everything in life, the Bible says, as long as the earth endures, there will always be seed time and harvest. Anyone who breaks the, the law of seed time and harvest doesn't succeed in life. It's not there. So, for example, appearance is the seed for the harvest of perception. People only perceive you based on what you look like. So, when you're going for a job interview, you don't go in your damaged jeans, even though they are cool. And even though you are super intelligent and you are the exact kind of person the company needs, you will not get the job because you planted the wrong seed in as far as appearance is concerned. Crocs. You don't go in Crocs for an interview. You have planted the wrong seed of appearance and so perception, they will see you to be different from who you really are. So the seed of appearance is, the, is what gives you the harvest of perception. Yeah, How you are perceived is based on how you appear. You see, because this is YXP, I put on my cool jeans and my dope shoes and I didn't wear a suit and a tie because you'll have perceived me wrongly because I'll have appeared wrongly. I'm just, those I'm just giving you examples of seed and harvest. Bible says he who will have friends must show him to be, himself to be what? Friendly. That's why he always tell people, smile. Make it a dis... I'm telling you. Make it life's discipline to smile. Yeah. Because you'll always have friends. If you look like you just walked out of the book of Lamentations, hey, people fear you. They can't talk to you. Yeah. You'd be wondering, why do the boys only talk to the other girl? Because she smiles. Hallelujah. Why do the girls only like the other boy? Because he's friendly. He smiles. So don't be gloomy and secluded and looking like you washed your face with lemonade. Because it's not going to help ya. Are we together? I'm just giving you different examples of seeds and their harvests. The seed of bathing before going to sleep gives you... A good night's sleep. How many of you have tried? I recently tried it, not bathing, before sleeping. By one o'clock, 
I was sticky and awake and not sweat. So I had to still go and bathe. Yeah, I don't know how some of you do it. They are not here. Yeah, there are seeds you plant for certain what? So, all of that to say, the seed of paying attention is what results in learning. Even in class, if you don't pay attention while the teacher is teaching, guess what's going to happen? You're going to miss it. Do you know why people need to do a lot of revision? Have you heard of revision? Revising. Now, revising is good because sometimes you don't get, you don't catch everything. But mostly it's because they don't pay attention. Yeah. When I was still in Olivo, in my senior four, senior three, what I, I used not to revise. Yeah, confession time. I would just sit in class and pay maximum attention to the teacher. That was my deal. I, I didn't like revising. Yeah, and I passed. But when I went to Elevo, I thought I could use the same system. It didn't work because the material was too much. While you're still trying to understand what he just said, it goes on and, you know, you're left behind. So I had to learn to revise also. So he says, my son, hey, where are we? Proverbs 4. My son do what? Give attention to my words. And what does he say next? Incline your ear to my saying. Do you know? Do you get the picture of inclining your ear? It's like be like this. Listening. Leaning with your ear. Next, next verse. Do not let them, let them depart from your eyes. So you see. Eyes, ear, attention. Eyes, ear, ears, attention. And says, keep them in the midst of your heart. How do they get into your heart? Through your eyes and ears. What you read and what you hear. And then it says something interesting. Here comes the harvest. I told you it's always seed time and harvest. For they are what? They are life to those who find them and health to all. All their flesh. I started reading my Bible in primary school. That's why I can just be preaching like this without a Bible, without opening. It's be, I've been putting it in a long time. I want you to adopt that strategy. When it comes to the Bible, do, take, adopt the strategy of maximum quantity. Quantity is better than quality when it comes to the Bible. Trust me. Because the quality will only come out of the quantity. Yeah. If you, you just want to qualitatively dig deep only into uh, Jesus swept. No. Yes, go deep with Jesus swept, but understand the whole scope of the book of John. Where does it start? Why does it start like that? Why isn't it chronologically arranged? Why is it arranged differently? Don't think this stuff is for old people. It's not. Your greatness depends on your taking the word of God seriously. Because it says they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. 
Jesus, our Lord, by age 12, knew the scriptures very well. Age 12. So, don't let anyone deceive you. Ah, you're young. Just waste your life. No. You can hit greatness in your teen years and become a go-to person in the field of endeavor. Where like, what problem? Everyone, you can't find someone in East Africa to solve it. I know someone. They go to this kind of school. Then they bring you in your school uniform. And all these people in their suits, they can't f f figure it out. You just show up in your school uniform and say, where is the problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is what you do, this, this, that, yeah. One, one guy who owned the factory couldn't figure out a problem. They tried. The factory couldn't work. It had been working and it stopped. So they found someone who knew what to do. He came, looked around, said, and asked, what happened? This, this, that. He said, give me a hammer. And he went to a particular spot and banged twice. Boom, boom, and the thing started working. And then he sent a bill of $1,000. It was so long ago, $1,000 or a lot of money those days. So the factory owner was annoyed. He's like, itemize this bill. You just came in here for one minute and you're asking for all this money. So he itemized it. Banging the, the equipment, $10. Knowing where to bank, 990 Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's how it works. You come and you are the only one who knows where to hit and at what pressure for the thing to work. I'm telling you. That's you. That's you, you guys who are looking at me here. You are the people. You are the people that people will be looking for to say we can't solve this problem. It's like there is this uh, go to youth experience. There is a guy there. There is a lady there. There is a who will just know how to solve the problem. Are you with me? Are you following? Are you catching? Your life will take the direction of what you're told. So open your heart, open your ears, open your eyes to teaching. Because your life depends on it. Yeah. Did you know people don't become what they become by accident? Yeah. You will never wake up one day and you are successful by accident. There is nothing like accidental success. It's all intentional. And the intention begins by what you are told. By what you're told. Your life doesn't take the direction of where you come from or which country you live in. No. Even in Europe and the US, there are poor people. Lots of money all over the place and there are poor people. Beggars in America where you can get a job just like that if you want to work. But there are people who beg, yeah. Yeah, because they have not been taught how to work. Uh, are you with me? 
So your life takes the direction of what you are. So receive good teaching. Reject bad teaching. Yeah. Because you know what? Even the devil knows that. So he starts trying to teach you certain things that you shouldn't be learning because they will give direction to your life. Start teaching you to destroy your life. To use things that will destroy your life. Yeah. All the people who struggle with, uh, what is this thing called? Like, if you're smoke and you can't stop. Addictions. Most of the people who struggle with addictions, they started in their young years. Yeah. Especially secondary school. Around 13 to 17. That's the trap. That's where all the traps are. Someone comes and tries to teach you how to use the thing. Even the devil has his teachers. Yeah. They, t- they want to teach you how to, to put the needle in and pump stuff into your system. Trying to become the most high. There's only one most high. He's called God. <laughs> yes. I have a very close person, very close to me. Who started smoking, chain smoking, P6. By senior two, he was now fully addicted. And it went on for until his 40s. He needed a miracle. It was a real miracle. God delivered him. In just a moment, he never touched another cigarette. But where did it start? Yeah. So you young people, I want you to know even the devil is sending you teachers. And you must look and know uh, this is the devil's teacher here. Yeah. God sends you teachers. Satan sends you teachers. Someone is trying to teach you certain things online. You don't know them. You don't trust them. They are just know this is one of the ones Apmo uh, talked about. This is the devil's teaching priest. I'm telling you, yeah, it happens. You, you ask those who are a bit older, they will tell you all their biggest regrets are out of having listened to one of the devil's teachers. But when you know, I will not go with that teacher, I'll go with this teacher, like that, like that. Then your life starts catching speed and acceleration. Before you know it, you are a distinctive person in your generation. You are not ordinary. You are out of this world, literally. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. I've seen it practically in my life. Yeah. I could have been destroyed if I hadn't. Just tried to focus on the right teachers. That's how I ended up here. Teachers, teachers. God has always sent me teachers. Even now, I still have teachers who are teaching me. By the way, you can never reach a point in life where you no longer need teachers. Because then you lose direction. Why? Because your life takes the direction of what you're taught. So, even, even when you are in your 20 fines uh, and you, you stop listening to teachers, then you lose direction. That's why some people, they start well. Their marriages start well. Their businesses start well. Their ministries start well. 
their careers start well and then they reach a point where they think they are too big to be taught. That's where the problems begin. So never be in a situation in your life where you don't have teachers. Because I have teachers. Without teachers, we wouldn't be here. This church wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I would have lost it long ago. But for the grace of God who has given me what? Wonderful teachers. So, I feel like I've made my point. What is the point? Your life will take the direction of what you're taught. Pastor Isaac, come and take us away. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.